Hey, everybody. We're Bob and Audrey, a husband and wife team. And this is our podcast all about relationships. We are marriage and relationship enthusiasts. Believe me, there is a God-given design to thrive in both life and love. And we think that Jesus is amazing and worth following with everything you have. On this podcast, we are putting together the truths and best practices we have learned over our 35 years of marriage, and more specifically, over the past 18 years, where we have spent our lives helping people love their relationships. After getting through our own family crisis, we became passionate about rescuing and mentoring others. We have authored numerous books and developed on-demand courses that can be found on our website, lovemarriedlife.com. And with all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. Welcome to our podcast. We are Bob and Audrey, and this is episode number 99. Yep. And I just want to warn you that number 99 is one of my favorite numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and why would that be? Yeah. Don't sh- Don't try and decipher all my um, passwords. <laughs> I- <laughs> oh, gosh. That's terrible. <laughs> they may have the number 99 in them. No, I love because I grew up in a house as a little kid, and it was 99 Middlegate. In Winnipeg, Canada. And okay. it was, I just always loved the number 99. Are all of those clues to your password? She <laughs> <laughs> whiz. No, just there lay might be. it out there. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah. 99 million. And also, Bob, uh-huh. my favorite TV show growing up was Get Smart. And uh-huh. there was Agent 99. Agent and I thought she was, I 99. still do think she is so cool. Uh-huh. And I think I just. What did you do after school? I watched Get Smart with ice cream. Uh, with I, ice I, cream. I went yeah. to 99 Middlegate, got some ice cream, and then watched Agent 99 on Get Smart. That's yeah, what, okay. That was my after-school ritual. <laughs> and now you know Audrey's, one of her favorite numbers, 99. And now you know all my passwords. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Time to change those. Uh, no, I trust you guys. I trust you guys. Oh, my guys. goodness. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Yes, I trust you as well. Yes. And uh, it's been it's been a great week, and we're just excited to do this journey. It has. With you. It's been a, a real full week. Mm-hmm. Always appreciate um, the emails and the response. You know, any any kind of response that we hear back from you, really appreciate that. As well, just a quick reminder. You know, please um, sign up or um, what, what do you Is call it subscribe? that? Subscribe. Subscribe. Thank okay. you for that. No problem. Um, I, I guess there's a little bell you can touch, you know, so that mm-hmm. you get a reminder whenever there's a new posting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work real hard at trying to make it every week. It's not always the same day in the week, but yeah. we want to be here for you. And as yes. well, Audrey and I, we're not the best when it comes to social media. No, you know, we, we haven't. We, we, we never tend have to be been. a little bit private that way, yeah. even though we're, you know. Obviously told you our password. There you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we private? No, we give it. Or you. do we just never really go right. into social now media? I'm got so access sorry. To yeah, all of our accounts. I feel like our podcast relationship with you guys is really special. Uh-huh. I think it's really. I love sending those emails with just pictures right. from our home and stuff. In fact, the picture, Bob, this week that I want to send with the email mm-hmm. is um, what happened on Saturday. Our son and daughter-in-law are living with us. Right, right. Hold, hold oh. that thought because okay. I wasn't finished. Oh, Because I, I'm asking you to help <laughs> us to promote uh, the podcast. Oh, okay. I, I mean, next episode is 100. That's true. Okay. And I'm just really grateful, you know, for... Um, 
I, I, I for you making the journey, but even yes. the resource that it is, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's been you know work on our part. But wow, the benefit, Audrey. Just recently, we had somebody just say, "Hey, yesterday, you know, I'll tell you what happened yesterday." Oh, you're going to do that? Yeah, because okay. yeah, you brought it up. I did yesterday. I was with a girl, and um, we just she was um, we were really doing individual heart work with her, but. Since we had last met, she goes, Audrey, my first appointment six weeks ago, my whole life has just completely turned the corner. I was Mm. so stuck. And what we did together in our session just broke, like broke me loose into freedom and joy and peace. And then she says, and since we last met in these six weeks, I have listened to all 98 episodes. I said, Say right, what? Right. Like you have listened to 90. I have been in your head for six weeks. Right. That's that's but, some but, commitment. Right. I'm and, very and, grateful. And so the private session that you had with her was mm-hmm. really meaningful. Mm-hmm. But then she really took responsibility and just be, said, hey, I want this to influence yes. every area of my life. Right. And so when you listen to the podcast... If you've missed some, just kind of go back. And there is a real progression to them. Yes. And I believe that there's just a real journey uh, for wholeness mm-hmm. uh, for the listener. So again, yes. all I'm asking, please share it with your friends. Yeah, I love that. So last Saturday, oh, yes. um, Dave and Tessa are living with us, antiquing. as you know. Yeah, they want to go antiquing. Well, I've never been antiquing. Did you no, hear that? It's you don't literally like antiquing. shopping for antiques. It's just not my jam. There's a TV show you don't like. Yeah, junk, it's something about junk or storage or <laughs> no, it wars isn't. or junk or something, something to do with the word junk or storage. No, it isn't. (laughs) What is it? Uh, American Pickers. Oh, oh, Pickers. I like that show. (laughs) (laughs) When you think about it, that is a funny name. It is Pickers. I think it is. I think that's what it's called. If it's not, I apologize. My brother always said growing up, you can pick your nose and you can and pick your friends, but you can't pick your friend's nose. That's a shout out to my brother, Barry, right there. Hey, Barry. Hey, Barry. Okay. So anyway, we went antiquing, which is something I'm not necessarily interested in, but I am interested in my kids and hanging out. So I was all in for the going for coffee and going to, to an antique place. Anyway... I'm the one that found something and brought it home. You're the one that bought something. I actually didn't just look. Did anyone else buy anything? No. I'm the only one that purchased. I was just strolling through the shop and I saw on on, um, this set of ceramic. Well, you see the picture with the email if you're on our email list. If not, you can get on our emails mail list just by I think they're marble. Oh, that's it. It's marble. Yeah, yeah. Huge marble grapes. Yes. Green. Yes. And they're they are almost exactly what I grew up in the sick in the um early 70s. My grandma had those on her table. Mm-hmm. And so they reminded me of my grandma and I love them. And I looked at them for a long time and I thought, wow, it's an antique. It reminds me of my grandma. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and buy these. So I bought this ornament for our coffee I'm glad table. You did. Thank you, Bob. No, really, I really, really. I am. knew you. We don't really have to ask each other. I knew you. We we aren't crazy with no, spending either you, of you us. Can buy it. So whenever we do spend, we never say anything to each other. It's like okay. So I spent money on these beautiful grapes ornament, as you mm-hmm. see in the picture. But as soon as they, I got them home, I realized they remind me of the grapes. Um, from the promised land, you know how the Israelites were crossing the Jordan and they went into mm-hmm. promised land. They said these great, 12 spies. 
Yeah, the 12 spies in, but they said... Joshua and Caleb. Thank you. And these grapes are huge. (laughs) That's what the Bible says. The grapes are humongous. Anyway, (laughs) the grapes remind me of the promised land. Right. And so now every time they're in our main room of our house, I I have a a great... um, uh, what is the word? Association. That's the word. Mm-hmm. An association that when I see the grapes, I think, thank you, God, that I live in the promises mm-hmm. and in the kingdom of God, where right. there's righteousness, right. peace, and joy yeah. available to me. Right. right. So I just had a great day on Saturday, and I'm I glad like I could that. share those, those I like grapes. that because it's it's provision. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, God, God makes a way, mm-hmm. and there are promises, and there's provision, and it's pro and vision. And so without vision, right. my people perish. And God is provision. And so <laughs> I love that. Right? He gives us sight. Yeah. And to, to be oh, able to see. For some reason, this is getting deeper I, all the time. Uh, like, yeah, I uh, am hearing you. Yeah, you've all heard it before. No way. But well, you see, the this fresh to me. when they went to spy out the land, mm-hmm. they all saw the same thing. Oh my gosh. But two came back with a positive report. Believing the promises of God. Wow. And because they believed the promises, they had hope that God was for us. There, There's provision yes. and there's a way. But then 10 came back and said, no way. It's, in, it's impossible. There's giants. And as a result, they spent an entire generation wandering in a wilderness. This is so profound for today's episode. I believe so. This is. I love how this is just unfolding as we speak. And I remember the the kids used to sing a song, my our little kids, and it said, Ten said no, there are giants in the land, and then two said go. <laughs> let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's go get those promises. I don't remember the song, but you know what I mean? It's that, close. It's, you got it. Okay. Because the point is, you guys, this is our invitation that you what how you choose to see your current situation and your relationships will literally create your future. What yeah. you what you think about and what you focus on are planting seeds for your future because the law of the seed says whatever you have you're going to keep getting more of it. So if you have a whole bunch of joy in your heart you're going to keep having th- more joy because more good mm-hmm. things are going to happen to you. If you have um if Anyway, we'll continue because this is this is delving in deep to what I want to talk okay, about today. All right. So let's plant seeds today. Yes, yes. And God cares deeply mm-hmm. about the details of your life. Mm-hmm. And I just really want you to take a moment and yes. just rest in that because sometimes yes. it you feel as though it, it can be really overwhelming and uh, almost debilitating sometimes. And then that's where all of a sudden we lose hope. Yeah. And that's what happened with those, you know, those 10 spies. Yeah. It's just like... It's too I, much. I don't see it. Yeah. But planting seeds of faith, planting seeds of trust in God in the soil of hope mm-hmm. will always result in faith-filled opportunities. Wow. That's so today so good, is, is an opportunity. You see, yeah. I have a choice today. And throughout my day, I'm continually being presented with opportunities. Mm -hmm. And these are opportunities, and I want them to be faith-filled, meaning this, God, I I do trust you. Yes. Okay? In other words, we can't just wait for circumstances to get better and then have hope. Right. But there is a hope that actually draws you and I into God's preferred future for our lives. So let me say this. Hope 
is an abiding feeling that it established that is established from the beliefs of our heart. Yes. It is not circumstantial, but rather developed from beliefs that are based on God's nature and character and promises. This is what hope really is. And so today, mm-hmm. I, and we, we kind of want to dovetail this episode with the previous one, episode 98, linking it to the truth of our identity. Yes. And this is, what does my father say about me to be true? Wow. And so I want to hear his voice. And when he says, this is my promise for you, this is my this is my land for you. Yeah, when he you says see, go. When he says go, <laughs> then then I want to be the first to respond yeah. and go. Yes, I don't want to say no. I want to say go. You know, and even I, when circumstances you might think, oh no. This is hopeless. Mm-hmm. There this is impossible. And you know, last week I think we really talked about how we can't underestimate the importance of individual heart work for every relationship. I think that's sort of the series that we're kind of starting here is that as individuals, we have to find hope for ourselves and we have to do the work to become completely secure and identity in our identity, mm-hmm. you know? And so our because insecu- hope is that abiding feeling. Yes, it's not it is. an emotion that, that is fleeting, no. but rather it's an abiding feeling based on the beliefs that of, of who we are yeah. and why we were created and who our creator really is. Yes. You see, it, it's it's a hope that is based in the promises of God. Um, I was um, in preparation for today, just reading quickly Hebrews uh, chapter 6. Mm-hmm. And it speaks about the beauty of hope being that anchor within the veil. Huh. And it is... It is the certainty of the very promises of God wow. that can be hmm. my reality. I love and that. And so my identity is completely entwined yes. you know, within the, his promises and what he says about me being actually true. Right. So for, for this week, you guys, this is what we want to do. We want to help you to secure your identity in exactly what Bob's talking, your hope, your faith, how your father feels about you. But let's talk about what happens and how it feels when our identity is still attached to someone else or our identity is attached to having something or acquiring something or having something from someone else. Um, Because there are times when we feel desperate to find hope for a relationship or we're feeling lost for the next step. And what happens then is we start asking somebody to be something for me. To ask anyone to be everything you need is just not realistic, and it can lead to such sadness and hopelessness. But expanding your sense of security and worth from Jesus apart from any relationship is empowering, and then that leads to that healthy attachment. So if we could call it unhealthy attachments and healthy attachments, um, this is a big deal today. This is life-changing because most of us, including myself, have had tethers to relationships that speak to my identity, that if this relationship is working, then I'm okay and I'm safe and my identity is secure. That's just how we are as human beings. We tend to depend on others to secure our identity. Yeah, because our identity is directly related to 
and involves the experiences of our lives, the relationships, you know, that we have, the beliefs, the values, and even the memories. All mm, of these yes. make up our personal sense of self. Right. This is who, who we are. So they're, they're contributing elements. So they can even be listed in a category that I would describe as the facts of life. Mm-hmm. Things have happened. Right. And so the facts of life can oftentimes be extremely overwhelming mm-hmm. and even debilitating yes. so that when you see them, it's just like, there's there's no way. Yes. And it's it's like, wait a minute, I'm not, you know, being dependent on what others say or do or on circumstances, but who am I in him and who is he really in me? And are there promises in God that are mine? in Jesus. And so that then becomes my anchor of hope. Yes. And so my heart goes out to anyone who's in a season right now that's listening, that's saying, you have no idea. You know what? I'm just going to actually read from a listener. Okay. I got this two days, two days ago on my email and it simply says this. It said, I really need some help right now. Um, the last few days have been very dark. And I need some hope for my marriage and I can't find it. And I'm really struggling to hold it together. And I'm even weeping in my room. I just feel like I'm losing hope. I just want my spouse to just sit with me or talk with me even for a few minutes to Mm -hmm. just show some kindness, some kind of spark of hope to say one nice thing because I feel like I'm losing and that this marriage isn't going to work out. So I just want to feel the the pain, the desperation of this person. And what happened was we, we were able to have a session after this note, but it says, I can't find hope for my marriage. And what happened is, as I had to say, at this moment, at the, at the place you're in, you will not find hope for your marriage because hope isn't there right now. Like there isn't, because it's not the next step. Your next step is to find hope for yourself. Can we, because that we can look for and that we can find. I didn't want to say there's no hope for your marriage because I believe there is hope for that person's marriage. However, it's not what you need to be seeking. It's not what you need to be desperately looking for. If you could desperately look for and find hope for yourself as an individual, as a human being that's just attached to the source of God and and him being your absolute everything. If you look for that kind of hope, now we can start looking for hope in your relationship. Yeah. There I, there is an order to it because right. we we can't find hope for one thing before we find it for ourselves first. Yeah. I I, I hear you know the, the words of of this, you know, person writing yeah, in yeah. and I've heard it, you know, with others as well mm-hmm. and I remember hearing it even within me. Yeah. It's simply because there's a threat. Yeah. And when you're when what you know or have known to be secure is all of a sudden kind of pulled out from beneath you, you know, yeah. like a rug. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, there was a stability, there was a security here. I thought we had something. Right. You know, I I thought I thought there was something more than and obviously I must have been wrong. And so mm-hmm. there's that that seeking to you know, gain or gather back what was. Hmm. And the challenge is, is that what was brought us to where we are. Mm. Therefore, it's insufficient to take us to where we need to be. Right. And so when you and I, 
when we hit the crisis moment in our marriage, mm-hmm. I was really surprised at how I was just really looking for sympathy from someone, mm-hmm. you know, because I felt like I had been wrong. I felt like I didn't have a choice here. I right. felt like, you know, everything was happening to me. And so I made it then all about me. Right. And I had no idea how unattractive that that mm-hmm. really was. Mm-hmm. And and it was just a, a real challenge. But thankfully, I, you know, I had a godly man in my life that just wouldn't, you know, sympathize with me, but continually mm-hmm. challenged me to go higher yeah. and, and challenged me with my own thinking. Yes. You know, my thinking, not just about you or the marriage, but really, this was the question continually. So what's God saying to you? Yes. So what, what's, what's God talking to you about? And I'm like, wait a minute. Can we just talk I about need, the I need you to help me with my marriage. rescue, fix, and heal my marriage. Yeah. And you want to talk to me about what God's saying to me? Yeah. Uh, there was another person, Dr. Lois Burkett. Yeah. And, uh, and she would say, so what's God telling you? Hmm. And, she, and she warned me. She says, that's going to be my question. And if you don't have an answer, then our session is over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's I just love like, it. I'll... We'll, we'll talk another time, right. but I need you here to hear the voice of the Lord for yourself. For yourself. And so all of a sudden, that is where real hope, mm-hmm. you know, begins to come alive. Because then it's not contingent on what other people do. Right. It's not contingent on the circumstances, mm-hmm. but rather I get to have hope for me. And then I bring hope into the these situations. Exactly. So true. And I love that once we start, what is God saying to you? What are you hearing from heaven? What are you hearing from that place? That affects our thoughts. And, you know, our thoughts and feelings are really creating our life and our future because what you currently have and you're focusing on you're going to keep getting more of that. That's what I was trying to say early. Whatever you're, if you're focusing on what your spouse is not giving you, I just had a session before we recorded this, Bob. And, um, the girl just said, I just want so much. I have a deep need to feel seen and understood. Mm. And I don't think, I don't know if my spouse has ever seen or really understood me. Mm -hmm. And I said, If you think about that all the time of that empty glass in your heart that's just craving to be seen and felt, you're going to keep having that need to feel seen and felt. And I asked her, I said, when were you actually happy? When were you last really happy? And she said, before I got married, I was really happy because I depended on God for that. And he always came through. And I said, oh, I said, we're going to get back there. I said, I want you to just get back to the place where you focus on the fact that God has given you everything you need to fill that thirsty spot in your cup, because then you'll feel so full of value. You'll feel seen. You're going to feel valued and understood. And all of a sudden, your thoughts and feelings will come in congruency with that. And that's what you're going to keep getting to your life. All of a sudden, what you're focusing on thinking about is what is going to happen. You see, so we are that universal law of the seed is is really important to seek when the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Seeking first the kingdom of God is seek to think like God, 
feel like God, be in congruent with righteousness, peace, and joy. And then these things will be added to you. Yeah, because typically this is what happens, is that we will continually repeat our habitual yes. patterns. Yep, true. What we're just going to continue to repeat Every those habitual time. patterns over mm-hmm. and over again because of our life choices uh-huh. are based on really our core beliefs. Yes. And so this is what last week's episode and th- and this week's yes. is what do I truly believe? Mm-hmm. Proverbs 4:23 says guard your heart, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flows or springs the issues of life. And that, mm-hmm. it, that word issues there in the Hebrew is translated boundaries. And all that we perceive in our boundaries of our life are a direct result of the beliefs of our heart. And the heart is that seat of our identity. Therefore, the <laughs> beliefs of your heart and mine, these create the boundaries or the limitations. And they can be either good or bad. But they're always based on what we believe about ourselves. Yes, yes. Only when we change what we believe about ourselves can we follow through mm-hmm. on our individual beliefs and desires. Yes, and so if so, I believe that, if I believe I'm not going to be loved, I'm not going to be seen or understood, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't matter who, how hard the people around me try are trying, I'll just never feel it. Right. Because I'll believe, I don't believe that I'll ever be worth that or deserve that, whatever, wherever that belief comes from. Right. So we, we have a few things that we're going to, yeah. you know, work through here. Mm-hmm. But in, in preparation for that, and as well at the end, I'll, I'll bring it up again. And it just really has to do with some real practical ask, application. Mm-hmm. And this is a question that I'd really like you to ask yourself. Okay. What do I need to believe in order to have hope for this? Wow. What belief do I need to put in place? What do I need yeah. to believe in order to have hope for this? Is there a, a limiting belief of my heart? Have there been events over my life that have created meanings, limitations, mm-hmm. that have dictated the story of my life, mm-hmm. and they're, all of a sudden they you know become those habitual patterns are there limiting beliefs that I have? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what belief or promise of God do I need to connect with mm-hmm. in order to have hope right. to see his promises become my reality? Yeah. Independent of what other people do. Yeah. I'm thinking about those grapes in the promised land and everything they represent. It's like, what does he promise to provide for me that I haven't? received or, or he'll make a way for he'll me. make a way he'll and it, it depends on what i'm going to look at it depends on what i'm going to put place my vision am i going to think no or am i going to think go you know mm-hmm. and um it's it's doing life is sometimes feels complicated we i get that because um but but the invitation today is are you willing to look at you and your hope level Instead of the situation, or are you going to give that person that's around you that much power that they're going to determine your day or they're going to determine your life? And um, we're saying you don't have to wait for that person to start behaving. You can actually look at yourself and say, as an individual, I'm going to choose life. I'm going to choose righteousness, peace, and joy. And then I'm going to align my thoughts and my feelings um, to be all around that. And that's what I'm going to see. I'm going to see what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. 
So what I really want to do is help Mm -hmm. you to find hope if you're feeling that loss and that desperate feeling and you've just been so much wanting that person to give you some kind of an assurance and they're just not able to at this point, how can you find that assurance? And that's where there's no substitute to experiencing God as your source and being with him and alone with him. And um, I think that if you're ready let, for that... Let me that, just, yeah. with regards to those words, I, I get it. Right. You know, but as well, it's just like sometimes you feel like, can't somebody just see <laughs> how yes. in need I really am? Yes. And that I'm really, really trying hard. Yes. And I remember those lonely feelings. Yes. And I know that, you know, I wasn't an angel, you know, for you and helping you. And you felt so alone as well. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes as we're moving through this and really discovering the truth of our identity in Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. When that when that really becomes real, Christ in you, your hope of glory. Christ has chosen to take residence in me. He gives me a confident, joyful anticipation that his promises can and will become mine. And there's an expression of his very life in me. Now, all of those words said, they they didn't mean anything to me right. until it became my experience right. and my reality. Yes. And that was a real divine exchange of my life for his. Mm-hmm. And so again, this is the process, but I think sometimes we're looking desperately for others mm-hmm. to actually do it for us right. or give me something, you know, along the way. Yes. And I think sometimes the best thing and really the only thing that I can do is lead people to the door yeah. and whether they'll step through and, t- and make the journey themselves, mm-hmm. that's their choice. Yes. Just like the story that we heard Audrey, of the of the young lady that you met with earlier, you know, had a wonderful session, but she, then she's like, man, she just went all in. Yeah, invested. She says, I want this to influence every area of my how life. How I think, how I feel. I want, I mean, I think of our past episodes, just how we always emphasize mercy, how we emphasize unconditional love, what those look like, you know, all the things that can develop hopes and feelings that are that are separate from how other people are treating us. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? Of course we don't want you to stay where you're not being de- where you're being devalued, but no one can answer the value question for you. Oh, and yeah. you know like am I valuable? And I am I worth being seen? Am I worth being heard? And And then I, all of a sudden I've got evidence, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not. Exactly. Then I go to loserville. Right. You know, exactly. I went there. Uh, that didn't do me any good. Exactly. And the way I visualize it that helps me is I see, um, again, the, the, this session right before we did this podcast um, with the with the girl I was with, she saw her, just that empty cup in her heart that was constantly feeling the desperate thirst of just wanting to be seen and heard and understood. And when we checked her emotions, um, it came up as loneliness, that she has been feeling lonely. I said, she goes, why did that word just bring tears to my eyes? And I said, because you, even though you're surrounded by people, you're still feeling lonely. And Jesus wants to meet with you there. And as she closed her eyes, Bob, and went to her secret place, 
I asked her to go to, you know, to somewhere she'd never been before. I said, go to a new place. You know, she'd always gone to the beach. I said, go to a new place. And it took her a little while. And she goes, I don't know why, but I see myself on a mountaintop. And I said, what else do you see? And she goes, I see the sun rising. And Jesus has his arm around me and I've got my head on his shoulder. And he says, I would never want you to feel lonely another day in your life. And the sun rising just represented to her new beginnings, fresh start. This doesn't have to be dependent on anyone around her. She gets to feel secure in his friendship. We've all made some unhealthy attachments. You know, when our identity has been attached to things of the past, things that have either been said or done or that we've participated with. But the only reason that we would ever go to the past Mm -hmm. is when the past is presenting itself in my present and actually limiting my future. So so my past, it's not that I'm looking to blame anyone. Rather, I want to take personal responsibility. So I allow my past to be an an explanation. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, this really did happen. Mm -hmm. But I will never allow it to be an excuse. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I'm looking to... Uh, um, hang blame anywhere, right. but now I get to take some personal responsibility so that when my ident- identity has been attached to either someone, you know, or an event or something of the past, I can take responsibility and just say, you know what, this has become a limiting belief for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's anchoring me to my past mm-hmm. and I've allowed it to become a perpetual you know, negative pattern that's really hurting us. Mm -hmm. So really today, this is a great big invitation to be one of those, those 12 people all saw the same thing. We all see how challenging this can be. And we all have relationships around us that aren't perfect. And yet two, 10 said, no, we can't go there. We can't have thoughts and feelings that align with heaven and the promises because it's just too desperate, but two it's almost like took on the double dog dare and said, no, we're actually going to believe that Jesus is real, that he answers my security. He answers my loneliness question. He is there for me and I feel heard. I feel understood and I feel seen when I'm with him. And all of a sudden my, my identity becomes intact. Mm-hmm. So you, you can grow, mm-hmm. each of us. We yes. can grow, we can develop, and we can maintain hope in our life. Yes. You know, it's almost like, it really is. This is the choice that I have. Mm-hmm. So I want to exercise hope almost like a muscle. Yeah. I'm going to use it. I have a yes. choice today. I'm going to choose life. Yep. So being strong and courageous, okay, not being fearful, but rather having hope, it's going to begin to sustain me. So then I'll go back to that question. What do you need to believe yes. in order to have hope in this situation? Yes. And so I'm going to begin to believe. I'm going to begin to trust God. That, that I'm not alone. what he says about me is actually true. That I'm not alone. You're that not I alone. don't have to do this without God. That I, I do have my best friend in Jesus. Well, I think that pretty much covers what I want to talk about today. And okay. I'll tell you what, you guys are amazing because, mo- you know, the um, odds of the 10 and the 2 with the spies are real. 10 people will probably never take on this challenge. But I believe because you listen to this podcast and you're taking on this, you're saying, nope, I am going to be one of the two that say, let's go. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Like, like, like an investigator. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Okay. No, 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 no. Come on now. Like Agent 99. Oh, 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 oh. Right? Oh, Agent 99 I'm going to investigate. So cool. I'm going to look. I'm going to see. <laughs> what What is it that's tripping me up? I love it. Well, you guys, you don't have to depend on anyone else around you. You get to find hope for you. All right. Thanks for joining us, and um, we'll see you next time. All right. Have a great week. Bye-bye.